Hey guys, welcome back to Defining Truth, episode 10. 10. We have an interesting lineup today, a lot going on in the world, but first, as always, if you don't already, please go to YouTube and subscribe. That's a great way of telling us you support us. Uh, we always need the support. Um, and of course, we're on Instagram and Twitter and uh, most social media platforms. And uh, Brandon, tell us what we're going to get into today. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the uh, debacle over the Dodgers Pride Night with the mm. Sisters of uh, Perpetual Indulgence. Ugh. Uh, and then the guy that was praying outside of the abortion clinic who got attacked uh, very brutally and then move into, of course, uh, a big story that's happened over the last week, Target losing $10, $10 billion over the last 10 days in market valuation because of their... Uh, LGBTQ XYZ clothing line for children. Jeez. Yeah. So um, I think uh, it's the Sisters of Perpetual Garbage, right? Is that the name of their organization? Yeah. Well, they're actually brothers because they're all men. <laughs> they are dudes. Let's be clear. These are dudes in woman face. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with that with that story. Yeah, so less than a week after removing the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from their lineup, the Dodgers on Monday of this week uh, re-invited the organization to Pride Night amid backlash from the LGBTQ plus and civil rights groups, as well as local politicians and even Dodgers employees. Oh. That's like um, in uh, no one cares about that news this week. Yeah. Well, and by Dodgers employees, they don't mean the players that are bringing in right. billions of dollars in revenue. Actually, Clayton Kershaw and Blake Trinan, who are both pitchers for the LA Dodgers, have come out against this organization as well as other players across the league. So let's just clarify for everyone, if you if you perhaps are not familiar with this group, why this is so offensive and upsetting. This isn't just a normal group. And to be clear, this is still a free country. You can do whatever you want. This is this is way beyond that. This is an anti-Christian transgender stripper group. Um, they are re-invited to the Dodgers game after being first disinvited in this slobbery display of cowardice by the L.A. Dodgers, if you can, uh, the Dodgers leaders, if you can call them that. The Sisters of Perpetual uh, Indulgence is a group of men that dress up as nuns to perform these grotesque sexual routines, including depictions of Jesus on the cross mixed with striptease acts. Okay, so, you know, if you have children nearby or listening, you may want to um, turn down the volume for this episode because th this group does stuff that's beyond, way beyond the normal um, transgender stuff that we see in our culture now. Uh, a local news station in Los Angeles gave this embarrassingly bad report, similar to the cowardly apology by the Dodgers, where they interviewed these super arrogant men dressed in woman face and gave them a platform to spread this hateful ideology. Do we do we have a, a clip of the news? The, yeah. At least the beginning part. We'll play a little bit of it so our listeners can hear. <clears throat> Listen to this. Um, Ridiculous coverage here by a local Pride night state. Back and forth, full of controversy and backlash from both sides. People who wanted the group there and those who did not. KKL News reporter Leslie Marine is live at Dodger Stadium with the details. Leslie. 
Pat, yeah, the difference a few days makes, right? Well, I can tell you that not only will the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence be on the field during Pride Night here at Dodger Stadium, but they will also be accepting the Community Hero Award, which is originally the reason they were invited. Unacceptable. Let's Dressed in Dodger blue in front there. of Dodger Stadium, <clears throat> Sister Beyonce knows is beaming with pride. I think uh, it's Listen to this, say it's time for Dodger baseball, this time with nuns. But that excitement doesn't come without a hard-learned lesson for the team she grew up watching. The uh, <laughs> Dodgers first uh, opened up and gave us uh, an apology, and they acknowledged that they uh, rushed and made a rash decision. We felt as though their, apo their apology was sincere. The Dodgers met with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence Monday. It was just a few days ago that the sisters were disinvited to Dodger Pride Night, following backlash from Catholic organizations. Today, the Dodgers doing a 180, writing in a statement, we have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ plus Pride Night on June Can you pause it? We're pleased to share so that they have agreed to receive the grant. So we don't even need to listen to the rest of it, but leave that screen right there because look at the bottom of this statement. They said that they're going to receive this hero award, I guess for dressing up like biblical characters and stripping for children um, because of the, quote, life-saving work that they have done. What is wrong with our country? And what's wrong with the Dodgers? Like somebody got to them, right? Do you think they were threatened? Like, were they blackmailed? I mean, how many, like all five uh, trans Catholic strippers or whatever they, they call themselves protested and so they disgraced the entire fandom that is the Dodgers? I mean, how many Latino Catholics do you think watch Dodgers baseball? That's 90% of their <laughs> fan base. <laughs> and, and how about even this lady uh, reporting, right? Her last name is Marin, supuestamente una Latina, we can say for my Spanish speakers. Wonder what her family thinks of her referring to this man dressed in woman face as a nun performing sexual acts in front of uh, public audiences. As they say in Spanish, es una desgracia. It's a disgrace. I, I um, you know, just want to point out that, you know, why, why do we think that this group is so hateful? So if, if and I think we have another video, right? Yeah. So I want you to watch this next video. And guys, if, you, if you're listening, you can, you can go to YouTube and watch this because we'll play the video on there. In one of their routines, they have a trans stripper on a cross acting like Jesus and Mary, Jesus's mother, dressed as a stripper as well. And they call themselves the, quote, house of Jesus. Come on, church. I want to know where the churches are on this right here. You are listening to straight blasphemous evil going on in your state. The house of Jesus is what they call themselves. They perform sexual acts as Catholic nuns and dance in front of an audience ranging from adults to children, as we have seen popularized across the country recently. Can we, can we play this next one? Please go to YouTube and watch this. This is hard to watch. So right now for listeners, you have a stripper, a, a man, dressed very sexually, provocatively, stripping and dry, uh, performing sexual acts on an actor portraying Jesus. And he pulls him off the cross, and they uh, continue to dance around and shake their buttocks. And, oh, man, it's, it's just now he's uh, performing sexual acts on the cross. All right, that's enough of that. 
Yeah, well, and like what this one commenter said, <clears throat> even if it wasn't Catholic hate, why why would anyone want their children to see this at a ball game? You, you go to a baseball game to watch baseball. Yeah, seriously, that's on. Uh, what is this on Instagram? Yeah, you, Instagram this, user this is from uh, Catholic Vote, and and one Instagram user Bella Galalalalala dot Aquifer. I guess you know you don't want nobody to look him up on Instagram. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, even if it wasn't Catholic hate, which it is, which it's Christian hate. Why in the world would you want to see that at a baseball game? Now, now, and and now we're taking that. So, so think of that. What we just watched or you just listened to. And we're going to give them a hero award, dude. Do they do these? Do the Dodgers leadership have like maybe they're holding their children hostage, like forcing them to do this insanity? I, I just it is mind blowing what's going on in this country right now. Well, it's worth noting that one of the Dodgers owners, minority owners, is or at least was recently Magic Johnson, and doesn't he have a transgender child? Yes, yeah, I believe so. There were there were pictures uh, circulating online. About that. Yeah, maybe maybe he's the one that got to him. Who knows? You know, what's what's insane is, as we often say, right, this is part of a bigger Marxist agenda in the United States. And you may be thinking, like, well, what in the world does this have to do with Marxism? Well, one of the key tenets on the left is to fundamentally change the foundations of the United States. And one of those key foundations that leads us into first world institutions is the family, the core family. So all of the over-sexualization of children is an attack on the very core of what makes us a nation. Uh, if you don't, don't take my word for it, okay? Their motto, this is the Sisters of, Indul- uh, of Perpetual Garbage, their motto is, go forth and sin more. I guess that's what they're getting a Community Hero Award for. Um, and again, if you don't think it's part of a leftist effort to reshape the country, they self-admit to being a political action group. That's important. Okay, so when you may be saying, well, what does this have to do with politics? Well, why would they say that then? What does that tell you? That they're trying to influence the governance of the country. They want to normalize a behavior. They talk about letting, you know, live and let live and freedom and all of this. Let's just be clear here. You are free to do whatever you want in America. There's no there's no one stopping them from doing that in their basement or in their home. But we're also free to not like it. Okay, so I got big news for you. You ready? Big news. No one has to agree or like you. This just in. In America, no one has to agree with you or like what you do. We don't have to support it. We don't have to condone it. And we have every right to say that's disgusting behavior. Are you free to do it? Sure. America can tolerate a certain amount of selfish sexual behavior. We, we can tolerate a certain amount of people leaving the core family, you know, shirking their responsibilities to become fathers and contributing citizens, but we cannot afford that to be propagated upon our children and an entire generation of Americans without it affecting our nation. This is a free country, as long as we can maintain that freedom despite the left's best efforts. You are not owed a single thing. And this is my message to the sisters of perpetual garbage. No one owes you anything. You want to go into your house or nightclub or wherever it is that you want to do that? Fine. Stay away from our kids and, and, and stay away from the effort to make this an acceptable act across the country. You have no right to do so. Uh, or, or, or if you, you have the right to try, that's fine. But guess what? We have the right to counter protest. We have the right to say, never going to watch a Dodgers baseball game again, right? 
We'll, we'll get into that in a minute as to what happened at Target, talking billions of dollars in loss. But, but before we jump there, let's, let's point out a sort of counter story, something that happened almost at the exact same time, right? While all the news stations are covering this ridiculous, small, tiny minority of sexual dancers at a Dodgers game, you had this elderly couple in Baltimore brutally attacked while outside of Planned Parenthood, this death clinic. For what? Were they dancing sexually? Were they mocking someone's beliefs and faith? No. They were praying for people. If you are watching on YouTube, we just put up a picture right now of one of the victims. Um, Two men praying for people going into abort their babies were brutally assaulted by an unknown assailant as of now. One of the elderly gentlemen was still in the hospital as of May 28th. That's a few days ago. This from one Twitter user at FreedomGal2020 said May 28th. Richard and Mark Crosby were attacked while praying in front of the Planned Parenthood. Richard is recovering at home, but Mark is currently in the hospital still. The plate bone in his upper right cheek is completely fractured. The bone eye orbit is completely shattered and will have to be replaced. Now, why is this an important event to highlight in our country right now? Because of the contrast between the attention these two stories received and how hard the propaganda machine on the left works to weave their deceitful narrative, right? What percentage of the country cares about men dressed up like women stripping on a cross versus the freedom to pray for people, to offer charity and assistance outside a death clinic? And these two men are brutally beaten. And I'd like to point this out, right? This Dodger story is everywhere. Headline news, every major left media thing. Oh, the bigots don't want the sex nuns to dance at a Dodgers game. But if you Google search this incident about the guys being attacked for praying under images, you know how you can click different tabs? Google, which has one of the largest repositories of images in the world, by the way, an absolute beast of a search engine you will find exactly zero images of the brutally injured men. Zero. That one we pulled, we had to go on Twitter. That's from an individual user that reposted it. Why? I guarantee you find pictures of the Sisters of Perpetual Garbage if you Google that. Zero. That's not a coincidence. You will find under the images tab when you search, you know, Bren, uh, two men brutally beaten outside for praying at the, at the abortion clinic. You will find pictures of pro-death protesters, pro-abortion protesters, and stories of Planned Parenthood being vandalized. You think that's an accident? You can, you can Google search literally anything in existence. You're telling me that there's no images, the same images that are all over more free platforms like Twitter as of late and other ones from individuals, but Google has no images of that? Now, to be fair, if you search the story under all, if you go over to the all tab, you'll find a couple random Christian publications, Catholic news sites that covered the story, and then a whole bunch of stories about a couple that got into a fight outside an Elton John concert. So, so why does that matter? Why does the suppression of truth matter with everything going on right now? Because as we've covered time and time again, those on the left are masters at taking the fringe and making it look massive and taking the majority and making it look like it doesn't even exist. 
Here's a different way to say it. They are liars. They lie to the American people constantly about everything because if the truth were to be exposed concerning their activism and agenda, no one would follow them anymore. We know this from the Bible. We know that darkness hates light. Evil does not want to hear the truth. The truth is an impediment to people like Gavin Newsom here in California who lies consistently about issues and stands on the bodies of dead, innocent victims to propagate his disarming agenda of the American people. We see him promoting quotes of Jesus for killing babies on billboards across the country. They don't want the truth to be heard because if the truth was heard consistently, there wouldn't be any Democrats. There wouldn't be any leftists or Marxists because the history and reputation they have is one of death and destruction. So why does that matter? Because who are the arbiters of truth? Who holds the beacon of light in the darkness? Is it not the American church? So my question is, where are you Christians? Why have we allowed the country to get to this point? And and make no mistake, we have allowed it. We've let the devil just waltz into our country and have his way. But let me just say this. It's not too late. It's time for leaders to stand up all over this country. This is a great example. We're seeing it with Target. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We see it with the Sisters of Perpetual Garbage. We need to stand up and let people know this will not be tolerated. It's not okay. Make, make no mistake. Let's clearly define this real quick. And if you're a Christian, hear me out. You cannot love someone unless you're honest with them. We've said this before. You cannot love someone unless you're telling them the truth. If you're not telling them the truth and and you're allowing or encouraging or condoning a lifestyle, a behavior that leads to suffering, you are lying to them. There's nothing loving about that. So stand up for truth. Love people by being honest with them. That's what we need in this country right now. All right, and then let's let's hit, uh, Brandon, hit the last part there on uh, Target, because this rolls into the same. Yeah, so like we mentioned earlier, so Target has lost uh, close to $10 billion in over 10 days as their stock falls following the boycott over the LGBTQ-friendly kids' clothing. Uh, their market valuation in the last 10 days has dropped significantly as a popular retailer continues to face backlash over its pride-themed clothing line for children. A week ago on Wednesday, Target enjoyed a stock value of roughly $160.96 a share, but following the calls to boycott the uh, retailer over its pride collection, the value plummeted and closed Friday at $138.93 a share. I think this is the biggest drop in Target's valuation uh, since its existence. Absolutely. Well, I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? So Target was already having problems. We read a quote earlier from the CEO, uh, Brian Cornell, I think his name is. He talked about losing $500 million this year alone due to organized retail theft. The, 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 the irony is that it is the same leftist policies that lead to both problems, right? It's, it's, uh, it's not just an increase in crime. It's an increase in crime and retail theft because of leftist policies that reduce punishment for crimes. And on this, at the same leftists and their activism that are causing this loss of billions and billions of dollars. So if you don't know, let's, let's just point out real clearly here what exactly people are upset about. What's the big deal, right? Why did they lose $10 billion in market valuation in just 10 days? Well, they were promoting and selling 
toddler-aged transsexual clothing. Toddlers. Okay? We, we, this, this is how grotesque this is. We've, we've seen story after story of now older people who have transitioned and are suffering tremendously because of the, the surgical mutilation of their genitals and loss of organs and complications and medication they have to take for the rest of their life. And we have a, a company like Target pushing that trash on toddlers, toddlers. The products, the products encourage children as young as three years old to tuck their genitals so as to appear as a member of the only other gender. This over-sexualization of children is, is nothing short of evil. It's something that surpasses the average deluge of sexual propaganda we see from the left aimed at young children. This is a step too far. And it was for many Americans, apparently. Now, what did uh, Target say in light of this multi-billion dollar loss? Pound sand. They doubled down. The CEO came out, made a statement saying, I just want to thank all my transsexuals and LGBT people and yada, yada. To be fair, you know, we were just listening to a a podcast uh, from someone else recently, and there are many in the LGBT community who don't encourage this behavior, right? Yeah. There's several groups on uh, social media that are pretty active. There's one group called Gays Against Groomers that's doing a heck of a lot more than some churches are uh, to stop this over-sexualization of children. And I just want to point out that I think that's really sad. It's really sad because... The only voice that we hear from the left are the most insane of those. This follows suit with DEI and the scoring index, right, which these corporations are um, now uh, submitted to, basically. And if you don't know what that is, right, we're talking about this index or scoring system by which people judge these companies based on how woke they are, right? So somebody got to Target and said, you better, you better up your wokeness. Not that they weren't already, right? They already did the men and women's bathroom thing a few years ago. And, you know, it seems to be that that was brushed over after a while because basically you didn't have to go in the bathroom if you didn't want to. I, I still think that's asinine, right? They basically just completely disregarded women's safety. They said, women, we don't care about you at all. If you're a man dressed in women face, oh, we, we care about you. Okay, but this is a new thing. So somebody came to them and was like, hey, you're not woke enough. You better double down. Go after the toddlers. Over-sexualize little tiny kindergartners. And Target is like, sure thing. So they released this line. And, and let's point out, too, who did they hire to design some of these products? Uh, a Satanist. Yeah, I was going to say that they were selling pins that said Satan loves pronouns. Pins and shirts. Satan loves or respects your pronouns or something like that. So it's not like they're even trying to hide. You know, we as Christians, we view what's going on in the world through two lens. There's the political and cultural lens, and then there's a the spiritual lens through which we view life. This, this struggle between good and evil. And it's like those on the left, they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just like, yeah, we're just down with Satan now. Yeah, look no further. If, if you're wondering where this is coming from or who's pushing this, look no further. They're telling you right out in front. Look, the, the sex cult in the United States has been uh, working overtime for many, many years. It goes way back into the 50s and before. And uh, it's really coming to fruition now because we've had a, uh, a, a church in America that has basically fallen asleep. Uh, we have those on the left are would-be political enemies on the other side of the aisle that have convinced Christians that 
these issues do not belong to them because they're political. Well, the, the reality is these issues are not political. They're moral issues. Yeah, the church should never have relinquished moral issues. These are God's issues. And we've relinquished them to the world to have their way with our children, the most precious amongst us. It's very sad, but on a note of encouragement, it's pretty fantastic to see so many millions of people walk out of Target for the last time. They've lost billions of dollars. They say they don't care, but I personally think Target is dead. I, I personally will never shop there again. I don't care if they do take the clothes out. I don't need to go there. I can shop local. Go on Public Square. I'm not paid by them or endorsed, just saying, but that's a list of you know pro-America uh, faith-based companies, Public Square can can provide you with a bunch of different options. Um, th- we don't need Target, sorry, and I don't need to contribute to a group of people, give money to a group of people that's contributing to the sexual mutilation of children. It's disgusting, and there has to be a line somewhere, and we really need to see more of this truth about the culture being talked about. From the pulpits. Now, let me be clear about something. Something came up when we were at church on Sunday. Very good point. It's important to speak to people in love. But let's clarify what that means, right? Because the world's definition of love is um, acceptance and condoning, right? The world would say, well, if you love me, you're going to let me do whatever I want. Christians don't believe that. That's not biblical. So you don't have to yell or be offensive or be rude. You can be patient and kind and gentle, but still be firm. And loving when you disagree or when you walk out of a place and say you don't need my business anymore. But there's a very different approach when we talk to the church. And we see that with Jesus himself. Jesus, who ate with tax collectors and sinners and met the prostitute at the well, um, to, to, to love on them and tell them that God loved them. But when you see him talking to the Pharisees, it was like, you guys are whitewashed sepulchers, you snakes, and he's flipping tables. So I think there's a very different approach when we hold our own accountable And that is very biblical. The Bible says, you know, that it's better that you be thrown into the sea with a millstone around your neck than you lead one of these astray. I think that's what's in store for those who have taken leadership mantles in the church. It's a precious gift, and it comes with great responsibility. And as our nation is plummeting into darkness, I uh, really would like to see the church stand up and light that torch. You know why? Because leadership is inspiring. There are many, many people that are lost in the dark out there, that don't see the light. The churches have covered them. And uh, if we would just take that leadership role again, I think many would come to see the light. I believe that, and it's time to do it, because we were born for such a time as this. I think it's all we got for today. I was pretty fired up. I'm going to let my heart calm down. I was, I was, uh, this is upsetting information, you know? Yeah, I think it's worth noting tonight we're going to go up to... Uh Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, to listen to Eric Metaxas speak, hmm. who wrote a book called uh, A Letter to the American Church, which Great has book. a lot to do with hmm. what we're talking about today and the church in Germany and where they could have stepped in and maybe prevented a lot of what happened during uh, the reign of Nazism in Germany. So it'll be an interesting uh, perspective to take a look at, and we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. And as always, guys, if you like what we're doing, 
Uh, please consider supporting us. Defining Truth is a nonprofit entirely funded by donations. Uh, no one, and that's of the all two people involved in this organization here, uh, take any salary or benefit from it. 100% of the support goes to the production of the show and um, purchasing equipment and getting the word out there, etc. We do have a book coming out, self-titled Defining Truth, and we tackle a lot of these issues. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting. I just finished the second revision. It's going back to the editor, and it should be out this summer. And uh, a lot of, of course, support helps to print the books and get them distributed and things like that. And as always, subscription is a great way to support. If you don't feel like uh, chipping in financially or you can't, then follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel because in the media world, subscriptions equal support. It shows people that your content's valuable and you're listening. So you guys have a great week. Be bold. Please stand up for truth. Don't tell me you won't have the opportunity because I guarantee you will. And when that time comes, don't be a coward. Define truth.